Ladies and gentlemen, and uh, non, there's got to be like a non-binary intro word, like ladies and gentlemen. There's got to be, we got to figure out, figure one out. Just say everyone. Everyone. Yeah, but that's so, it doesn't have any zing to it, you know? It's got to okay, have something, well, something friends, new. If you can think of <laughs> something with zing to it that we can call our non-binary friends, let us know. But with zing. Non-buys. How about non-buys? Non-buys? Yeah. NBs. I, mean, I don't know. NBs? Yeah, our NBs. Our NBFs. Ladies, ladies, gentlemen, and NBs. <laughs> our NBFs, our non-binary our NBFs, friends. Our non-binary friends, yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> Done. There we go. All Consider right. yourselves labeled. <laughs> Take two. Ladies, gentlemen, and NBFs. Non-binary Hello. friends. My name is Benjamin C. Charlock. I am the Joker, the Smoker, and the Midnight Toker over at Princeton University. Whoa. And across from me is my good friend. Patrick. Hello. Hi. This is a, a philosophy podcast for, for, for the left behind. For the left behind, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of left behind, I was just laughing <laughs> after noticing on Pat's <laughs> bookshelf, you have a copy of, which I thought is an odd pairing, the, <laughs> the Idiot's Guide to the Book of Revelation. Well, look, man. <laughs> when the seventh seal is broken and the trumpet blows and there's silence in heaven, yeah. don't come running to me. Because you don't know anything about it. Well, no, because you're I'm, still learning. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to be an expert. Well, okay, so you will no longer be an idiot about the Book of Revelation. Hope, well, hopefully. Well, <laughs> speaking of the Book of Revelation, folks, welcome to I Learn Nothing, a philosophy podcast for the left behind. Yeah, it's the left behind for the idiots. Those forgotten. Uh, for uh, yeah, curious swine, the unwashed, curious the unwanted, swine. <laughs> the unwashed and the unwanted. Welcome to our show. Welcome everyone. to our show, idiots. Take a shower. Um, this is an idiot's guide to philosophy, basically. Yeah, kind of. Um, and uh, so this, fuck you. This is episode one hundred and sixty-one of I Learn Nothing. Uh, we're finishing up part two of our uh, Islamic philosophy segment. Yes. Yeah. Um, so welcome, welcome back. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, my friend. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Yeah, it's uh, assalamu alaikum, assalamu salam is the response. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ben, how the uh, H are you today? Good, good. My my today's the day. My well, today's the day. My sweet tooth is thriving again. <laughs> yeah, I uh, just told Pat how I made uh, a. <laughs> Large batch of sugar cookies from scratch. You made what? midnight last night <laughs> you for made no like reason. Twenty of them. Yeah, twenty. Twenty sugar cookies at midnight. Yeah, twenty sugar cookies at midnight. The life and times That's, of Ben Chola. That sounds like that sounds like like a really normal like behavior, a code yeah. phrase for like some secret operation or something. The, the, the sugar, twenty sugar cookies at midnight. Yeah, it sounds like a very cryptic. Uh, yeah. Title for something. It's like, or it's a password to get into like a really depraved speakeasy. Oh, God, yeah, that must be a 
Well, yeah, that is yeah. one that is fucked up. There's like, yeah, there's, there's <laughs> that is that's a that's a, a yeah secret phrase for a speakeasy that also deals with human trafficking, sort of. <laughs> Twenty <laughs> sugar cookies at midnight. Oh God, yeah, I don't want to think about what that means, but let us know, friends. When's the last time you baked cookies? In the pale moonlight. Only reason I didn't make chocolate chip cookies is because I had no chocolate chips. I had all the ingredients just for sugar cookies, so I was just like, nice. Sugar cookies by themselves are the most pathetic cookies that you can have. It's, it's <laughs> the most, still good. They're it's good. It's the <laughs> most basic, like... Well, yeah, it, that's how desperate I was. I needed something oh, sweet God. for no reason. <laughs> At midnight. And, yeah, and instead of going to sleep, <laughs> right. like I should have. Well, I mean, in your defense, it was midnight. Yeah. That's that's when the hunger strikes. That's when the hunger strikes. The <laughs> hunger strikes at midnight, babe. I've been saying that for a very long time. Yeah. It just turns out instead of a midnight toker, I'm a midnight binger. <laughs> I'm a midnight baker. <laughs> oh, God. I'm Ben Chillock, the midnight the baker. The midnight baker. Oh, I can't think... <laughs> I can't think of the worst title. <laughs> the one who bakes at midnight. The one who. Yeah, how do you say that in Spanish? Do you think? Um, one who bakes at midnight. I don't know how to say bake in Spanish. Uh, bake. Oh, man. El, that's gonna bother me. I gotta figure that bakerino. out. Bakerino. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Italian. Oh, <laughs> bakerino. Yeah. Um, what is it? No, well, I guess on. it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Not a lot of things do. It's is what I've <laughs> really been learning over the past, uh, I guess, thirty. And yet we're obsessed years. with them. <laughs> We're still obsessed with the things that don't matter. We're obsessed with the things that don't matter. We search for meaning in things that don't matter. And the things that do matter, Ben, are the things that we think about the least, it seems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so to, stop doing that. To bake is uh, ordinear. Okay. So there you go. So how do you say the one who bakes at midnight um, or whatever? Midnight's baker. Uh, <laughs> I think, well, it's there's no like, like, you know, quick way to say it. It's just uh, el, el que hornea... <laughs> Medianoche. That's such a long fucking name. It just means the one who bakes at midnight. Yeah, that doesn't really work too well. We'll work on it. Yeah. So today... El que hornea (laughs) medianoche. The one who... uh, Yeah. Or maybe it could be horneador medianoche. How do you say the midnight nibbler? I don't know how to say nibble. What do, what do you know how to say in Spanish? (laughs) You don't know how to say anything. I'm losing a lot of vocabulary as I get older. Why? I'm not practicing. You're a non-practicing... I'm a non-practicing Spaniard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm a lapsed Spaniard, actually. What on earth? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. A non-practicing Spaniard yeah. is just... That's kind, of, that's kind of a funny way to talk about someone who like loses their original language or something. Also, your family's not yeah. from Spain. Well, yeah, but, but they speak Spanish. Right. So, so, I don't know, maybe I'm a lapsed Salvadorian or something. <laughs> I mean, you, your your ancestors, you, you lost Irish a long time ago. Well, yeah. Now now I'm just all man. Yeah. <laughs> You're a non-practicing Irish. A non-practicing Irish. So, speaking of practicing. Yeah. What? So, this is part two. This is part two. How do you say two in Arabic? I don't know. I don't know any Arabic. <laughs> we'll just say it's... I know a couple things We'll just Arabic, say but... it's uh, twa. I don't think it's twa. Okay. <laughs> Why would it be so close to two? <laughs> Twa. <laughs> okay. Yes. This is, well, what about you? What's up? With, what's new with you, bitch? Absolutely nothing. Let's get to the topic. Nothing. Okay. No. <laughs> Just going straight to the topic. Straight to the time. topic. All right. Uh, well, world record. How about a little recap? Because this is part two. This is part trois. Part trois. <laughs> Stop saying that. I fucking hate that. Well, th- I'm trying to be cultured. I'm trying to respect people. Our, our, our NBFs are not. <laughs> 
they're they, not they don't like they don't like the word too. They are not amused. Yeah, they hate the word binary. <laughs> oh yeah, they're non-binary. Yeah, so they hate anything anything having to do with duality. I don't know if that's what that means. <laughs> yeah, that, but I, no, I, they're I, they're extreme non-binary, which means the very concept of duality. <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's such an absurd thing. That rules. Okay, yeah, it goes beyond gender. It's just like the, the, the logical concept of well, two that, things. Well, well, Ben, it's that's Two Face. Remember from uh, Batman. What about Two Face? He has two, two faces. No, I know, but he's like he's into the concept of two. He's very binary. He yeah. probably hates trans people. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do you mean? <laughs> two Face probably hates. Uh, no, that's not true. I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm confusing I'm just, myself. I don't know. All I know is that we're here to rock and roll. We're here to rock. We're here to learn. <laughs> and we're here to say uh, strange que, things. Que paso, Mufasa. Yeah. Que, yeah. que paso. Que paso is uh, what happened. That's the past tense. Oh, I thought, oh. Que pasa is what's happening or what's going on. Oh, or what's I've up. been saying que paso. Que paso means what happened. Son of a it's bitch. It's past Are you tense. Kidding me? Yeah, it's past tense. This whole time at work, I've been saying. When you've been saying say, que paso? Yeah. People say, what's up? And I go, what happened? Yeah, you've been saying, what happened? That's No one said anything. <laughs> you haven't said, well, because they know that you're just some dumb gringo. I'm just a dumb guy. Yeah. <laughs> a dumb, dumb guy. <clears throat> All these practicing Spaniards. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a strange thing to say. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what is, I practice Spanish. I'm a practicing Spaniard. <laughs> because I picture you as like a conquistador or something. Well, who says I'm not? Whoa, <laughs> whoa, dang man. Um, well, speaking of, well, the, I guess the reverse of conquistadors—the <laughs> people who conquered the Spanish before the Spanish could conquer anyone else—the Moops. We're talking about, <laughs> of course, <laughs> the, the the original conquistadors. Oh, so sorry, <laughs> Moops. The Moops. <laughs> Um, no, the Moors, or um, basically the, the, the uh, well, I guess they were like half Arabs, half like Berbers or whatever, who, who made it up into Spain uh, with the spread of Islam. Yeah, they took over Spain for how many years, Ben? 700, more than 700, 700 years, yeah. 711 to 1492. Are you serious? 711, <laughs> do the math. <laughs> what is that? Well, That's, uh, what, 81, 781 years. Almost 800 years. Wow. Hats off yeah. to him, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Way to go. Um, that's how... So, that, well, that's that's actually not entirely true. It's that, way longer they, than I thought it was. Well, they conquered... So when they first got in there, they got up in them guts. Sure. In 7-Eleven, they conquered pretty much all of it, all of the uh, Iberian Peninsula. They made it up into France. Um, they were kicked out <laughs> because the French hate Muslims. <laughs> not fans. Um, yeah, they're not fans. And they never have been. No, not really. So they so they kind of pushed them back. And so the Moops had uh, Spain for um, <clears throat> all of Spain for a good while. But then the Christian kingdoms from the northeast started pushing them back and out. Um, <laughs> Pat, Pat's Catholic ass just fist bumped. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the Reconquista, that, that took 700 years. Let me ask so, you. It's not that the it's not that they owned all of Spain for that long. Pwned. That's how long. That's how long. <laughs> that's how long they yeah, pwned at the least loops. a part of Spain. Let me ask you this. Yeah, uh, and maybe this is just a shot in the dark. Maybe you have no idea what the answer to this. What is the influence on like Spain that comes from that seven hundred years 
of Islamic rule. Well, I mean, is like, there any current cultural things that you can kind of point at and go, "Oh yeah, that started with the"? Uh, I'm the, not really sure. Um, other than the language, like uh, there's obvious, there's obvious um, uh, influence from Arabic in Spanish. There's yeah, actually right. like, well, yeah, actually, one of the most direct ones that I learned Perfect. in Spanish is. Uh, um, if you want to say like if you want to say something in the subjunctive mood, well, <laughs> who, who doesn't? Who doesn't? But it's like something when you're saying like like hopefully this will happen or may this happen like that you know that's sort of what the subjunctive mood does. A theoretical sort of. It's like a theoretical or hypothetical or exhortatory, exhortatory sort of like statement, like, like the, something like, that you wish would happen or that you hope would happen yeah. in the future, right? Uh, best case scenario. Um, in Spanish, you say "ojalá que" something, 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 and the "ojalá" is is literally oh, comes in... straight from "o Allah. Oh, so yeah, it's like you're you're saying "o Allah, like, like I hope this happens. In Spanish, you say "ojalá this 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 happens." And now you say "inshallah." <clears throat> inshallah is is Arabic for uh, like God willing. Nice. Yeah, there's so much stuff. It's it's weird. The one thing that I've learned about Arabic when studying this stuff is uh, like. Half the statements is like involve God. I mean, like I guess you have a lot of that in English too. Yeah, but everything is like, like you know, when you say you, you know, Alhamdulillah is like praise be to God is like when when you're thankful for something. If you want something to happen, you say Inshallah. But, but I feel <clears> if you like you want someone to come here. You say Yalla. I feel which like is like come here, come here. Um, I feel like we we have a lot of phrases like that in English, but I think they're just they're so muted. Like I don't think about God when you oh for God's oh for the love of God. Well, then also there's I don't know when. Or why this happened, but there was that huge, or like, you know, people say, "Oh my goodness," instead of "Oh my god." Yeah, you know, it's called a minced oath. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's right. I, <laughs> but like, I'll mince you. It's weird that that's like a thing in English. It's like we came up with the phrase that's like borderline blasphemous, I guess. Yeah, we did. And then we had to mute it or yeah. mince mince it. In other it's words, it's kind of interesting. It's like why why did we take the time to make up those phrases in the first well, place? But why did you keep the phrases that were so bad then? Yeah, I know. Or why did you come up with it? it. Get rid of it. (laughs) Should we explain that or no? no? (laughs) So, uh, get rid of it. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway, speaking of the moops, we're finishing off our, uh, I guess, our two-parter about Islamic philosophy. Quick recap: Do you remember anything? No. (laughs) I remember that there's one God. I remember that's that. good. Okay, that's actually that's the most important the thing, most important and you thing, got yeah. it. You like aced it already. There's that that's the most important thing. Um, if there's one thing you learn about Islam at all, it's that monotheism, man. You yeah. can't forget about it. So I know about that. It's I, really important. I know there's some angels involved. Um, there's some angels. There's I know some prophets. that there's some prophets. I know that there there's some laughs and there's <laughs> some laughs. A couple laughs in there. Some laughs or some tears. Some tears. Um, some smiles. Yeah, I can't say I remember much more about it, but okay. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I do remember having a great old time. Just in terms of a quick reha- recap, the the Islamic philosophical tradition kind of sprouted or started around the 800s, so like about uh, I'd say a little more than 150 years after like the actual start and spread of Islam. Um, and these were people from all over the Muslim world. So the people from Persia, people from uh, the Maghreb, which is like where Morocco is, basically, uh, Egypt, um, Turkey, like all those areas. Uh, these people were basically trying to, first of all, they 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 had like on their own, quote unquote, rediscovered um, like Greek philosophy, um, which had sort of been um, like 
with the fall of the Roman Empire, <laughs> Western Europe. And what like, a fall it was. I mean, it it was. It fucking ruined Europe for like 500 years. I thought you were going to say it ruled. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. It, <laughs> it, it, it's like, <clears throat> what? Are, I mean, I was, uh, aside from like, you know, the state of affairs for human beings in like the far back BC eras. Like the the Dark Ages, there's a reason it's called the Dark Ages. I mean, like Europe in like 800 was probably like the worst place you could have been in the history of humanity. Oh no! Like if you were born and died, which would only take about 30 years, <clears throat> in like you're in like say I don't know like France, Germany. Well, think about yeah, I mean, Eastern I mean, Europe. You get like, an infection so easily back then. You just, just, you just die. From yeah, such minor wounds. Yeah, you'd like you you'd be like one out of seven who survived. You like yikes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you got to have a big old brood of kids, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're a girl, you were just sold. You're just sold to somebody. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like it sucked. So while that was happening in Europe. Uh, the Muslims, after they like basically took over Egypt and Alexandria, and the and with that the Library of Alexandria. You know the 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 spread the the sort of um, I don't know how modern this is, but the sort of pan Arab um, movement. Yeah, is very interesting to me because Egypt is part of that. Yeah, now it is for sure. Yeah, but like I, I feel like s- most people look at Egypt as sort of its own thing almost. Well, that's I mean that's interesting and to I say. I wonder because, why that is. Well, because of the Egyptian civilization before Islam, like it had. I mean, you know, ancient Egypt, you know, with the pharaohs and the pyramids and all that shit. That I mean, that was around for fucking. Yeah, like six thousand years. That's pretty rocky. You know, like like you know, th- they were already building cities and farming and shit like four thousand BC. Well, hats off, hats off to them. And then and then they just continued doing that for like four, basically four thousand years up until around the turn of like, you know, G- when Jesus got here. Yeah, like around that time was when like in the like really really like late BC like thirties. Well, I'm trying to think of when. When was Egypt conquered by the Romans? It was probably like... Oh, April 9th. April 9th, what, 40 BC? Something like that. No, I don't know. 30 BC, maybe. 40 BC is the new 30 BC. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 40, like 40s of the new 30s? But so I, I'll say this. I don't, I don't know much about the modern... Um, Egyptian identity, but I just well, find that... I just, it's what's weird is that it's, it's actually like mostly Arab now. And it's very it's very Arab and like predominantly ninety nine percent Muslim. Yeah, they speak Arabic. Um, like that's what's weird about Egypt actually is how it was for such a long time its own culture and civilization that like was extremely influential even back then and lasted for such a long time. Like, can think of any other civil like si- like nonstop civilization that lasted four thousand years Man, before Egypt it was supplanted. Rules. I know it's, it's crazy. I'll watch anything about Egypt. But then the only thing that like managed to really supplant it for a decent amount of time, uh, at this point like fourteen hundred years, is is Islamic civilization, yeah. and it completely supplanted it. Like no one speaks ancient Egyptian anymore. It's now Arabic. It's a completely different language. Um, different religion, um, <laughs> and the ancient gods is like really looked down on. 
Yeah, I can't imagine. By, yeah, viewed, they're not fans. They're probably viewed with uh, like yeah, suspicion and contempt. Suspicion, yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, it's it's weird how like it it completely flipped the coin just like flipped over completely. They flipped the script. They flipped the script. But those things are still there. <laughs> those sarcophaguses, yeah, and, and the pyramids—they're all still there. So they can't ignore it. Yeah, that's what's weird about Egypt. But huh. Egypt is also like the, that's the—I uh, think that's the most populous. No, it's not the most populous Muslim country. That's Indonesia. But um, Egypt is 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 up there. But the population there's like a hundred. Uh, there's like a hundred and some million people who live in Egypt. What? Yeah, it's like insane. Boy, I bad. think it's. I think it's. It's the most. It's the most. Oh, what's the word? Are you I sure? I can't phrase it. Hey, Ben? I think so. Are you I sure or are you there. in denial? <laughs> I'll walk. I'll walk out of this podcast. I'll, I'll leave you to finish it by yourself. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to abide that. I'll just say, I'll just, the rest of the podcast is going to be me saying everything I know about ancient Egypt. I'll just, okay, they had pyramids. Okay, but um, you have to switch seats when you ask, when you ask yourself yeah, sure. a question. Whatever. <laughs> you just trip at least I'll five go method. times. Um, but no, I'm pretty sure Egypt, I might be wrong about that exact number, but there's a shit ton of people who live in Egypt. Well, do you know how many people live in Nigeria, by the way? I swear we'll get to the topic. Nigeria? Eventually. Um, yeah. I'm going to say 2,500 million. 2,500 million. So two billion. <laughs> Sorry, that broke my brain for a second. Is that to do the math? So no, it's not two billion. Oh, is that what I said? Twenty five hundred million is two point five billion. Two hundred and fifty million. Twenty five hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> that's like sound, what a little kid. Yeah, says. I was just gonna say that's like a little kid who just learned numbers. That's what my god. A hundred billion jillion million. Yeah, that's what my goddamn <laughs> nephew does all the time. He'll be like, "Oh, well, you have a hundred jillion billion trillion gazillion." Yeah, it's like, those aren't. Fucking numbers. Was the, is gazillion a number? No, nah, let's not get into that. Um, okay, but you what? You're guessing two hundred fifty million. I guess. Okay, well you're kind of right. Really? <laughs> That's how many people. You know how many people are in the United States? Three hundred million. Okay, yeah. I knew so I had like three in it. You know how big Nigeria is? I guess it's it's not. It's like comparable. the size of Texas. Yeah, it's not comparable to the. Uh, <laughs> it United might be smaller States than America. Texas. That's pretty wild. Yeah, they have like almost as many people as we do. Wow. I learned that today, and it blew my fucking mind. We got to try it. I was like, "What the fuck?" We gotta get. We They're gotta packed stay. in there. They have to be packed in there. We need to stay ahead of these guys. We no, we don't. I don't think that's a good thing. Bigger. Luckily, our friend Noel Waghorn uh, is now devoted his life to repopulating the earth with the uh, the lives that were the number of lives that were lost during the horrendous attacks of September 11, yeah, 2001, in which he had a direct. <laughs> hand in doing yeah uh he's september 11th 2001 Noel is going around uh he's, he's gonna have 2996 children and that's gonna no we told of... him to go for the for the even 3000 okay the even 3000 and yeah. that's gonna even everything out that's apparently. what his that's what all of his kids will be known as yeah. the even 3000 the, <laughs> the children of Noel waghorn yeah <laughs> the redemption what's he up to now waghorn um i think two I think believe he <laughs> Last has two time children. You said 117. <laughs> All right, Noel, how you doing? <laughs> Shout out to Noel, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, let's let's circle back. So, yeah, Egypt is weird, um, <laughs> but um, what we're talking about today is basically the Islamic philosophy. Uh, last episode, we talked about 
where was I? Okay, yeah. So they took over. So in taking over Egypt, they took over Alexandria, and in taking over Alexandria, they took over the library at Alexandria. Alexandria, which, Virginia. Yes, Alexandria, Virginia, home of Jim S. Yes. Um, <laughs> the S man. The S man. Um, and uh, with that, they basically got like every single thing ever written by the Greeks and Romans, because that's like that was the main library for the Roman Empire. Uh, and um, after the fall of the Western Roman Empire, that switched hands to Byzantium, the Byzantine Empire, Empire, and then the Muslims just took over that for the most part. Yeah, that empire, I can't, I can't say I know a ton about. They're, it's weird. They're, they're, they're. What's their deal? Well, it was, it's, it was, it started as part of the Roman Empire. It was the, it's the Eastern Roman Empire. Are they wings? What? If Rome is the Beatles. Oh, interesting. Um, wings. Are they wings? <laughs> Or are they like? <laughs> That's such, actually, yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> kind of, yeah, because, um, because like wings like sucks, right? But they were still kind of successful. Yeah, I think they fucking suck, to be honest with you. But uh, but, still, I'll say but this. they were I've successful. Nev- like they yeah. sold a lot of records. I've never listened to a McCartney. full record, but whatever I think I've heard them do, I just kind of go. Oh, all right. Okay, so actually, I'd say that's pretty accurate. That's what Byzantium, Byzantium is to the Roman Empire as a whole. It's yeah, it's wings. wings. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Byzantium was wings because that continued on and Rome is like John Lennon in his solo career it basically just was killed oh no not good <laughs> killed in 1980 outside of his fucking apartment the fall of the Roman Empire the fall of the Western Roman Empire yeah 1980 yeah actually the Roman Empire officially fell with the death of John Lennon and when the uh, murder of John Lennon and, or, or when Pizza Hut was allowed into the country that's the fall of the Roman Empire Oh yeah, I wonder how they took that. Did they, did they? One of them went out of business. Either Pizza Hut or Domino's like tried to get in there, and it just didn't work. It just couldn't. It wouldn't take. Yeah, I guess. But I, did I the mean, other no, one? One of them, I think, is still rocking. Who? They they have to do that in secret. I bet. Like who? Who in their right mind? What Italian <laughs> would be like? How? One would want to be seen doing that. One you who know? doesn't give a fuck. I guess. Or, I guess or so. one who just craves the the tender soft. Pizza of Domino's Pizza. Tender soft. Tender Ugh. soft. <laughs> tender soft pizza. Give me, give me a slice of your tender tenderest, soft pizza. Your tenderest, softest pizza. Oh, my God. Oh, that sounds so weird now. Yeah, tender cool. soft. Tender soft pizza. Um, okay. We got Detroit-style pizza. We got tender soft pizza. We got Chicago pizza. Um, oh, hold on. Back up. What did you say? People don't... Well, okay. Never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm at, at the risk of going into a completely unrelated diatribe. Well, that's strange. <laughs> I I don't get the so. There's a lot of hate for Chicago style pizza, and well, I don't. It's bad. It's not bad. It's not. It's not pizza. That's my. That's my take. It on looks it. strange, and I don't like it. Why don't you like it? It's meat and cheese. Yeah, that's re- that's that's all well and good, but I How just do you not like it because I think pizza to me is. Either you can do thin slice if you want. Uh, I prefer a non-thin slice. I prefer kind of like a. Re- I, I feel like there's a limit. You're a to fucking how... heathen if you don't like thin slice. No, I, I like thin slice. I'm saying, but I'm saying normally I don't order it. Normally I order. You like the puffy shit. You the like tender soft. Pizza. I like tender soft pizza. <laughs> so you can't talk. Get the I Chicago think. shit out of my face. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to talk if you like tender soft pizza. Tender soft is where it's at. <laughs> okay, you ever Ben? Let me ask you this question. <laughs> what you ever? Take a steaming hot 
slice a tender soft pizza it's not it's not it. pizza i would say that that's just cheesy bread well i don't that i i was just slip with the tongue i don't know what tender soft pizza is <laughs> it doesn't exist well i have a very specific idea in my head tender soft pizza tender soft pizza is basically what Domino's and and pizza hut you know pedals in yeah um, <laughs> but you're a Chicago man. <laughs> no, I'm not the a Wendy Chicago City. man. I, I'm I'm not I'm not taking issue with Chicago style quote unquote pizza being bad. I, I I don't I think it's good. I think it tastes good. I just don't think it should be called pizza. It's basically like lasagna almost. Yeah. It's like a, it's it's little it's more of a pie than do you what ever, people call pizza pies. Do you think we belong in Chicago? Um oof, sorry. I've never no. been I don't. I like. I like Chicago. The the like two times I visited, but I wouldn't want to live there. I like the people that come from Chicago. They're very. They're they're great people. It's just the weather. I can't do it. Oh I yeah. I cannot do it. All right. I well, just. I hate. I hate cold weather. Chicago. I do you, it. you had our hearts for just a second. It's lo- a lovely, lovely place in the summer. And the, the three days of summer it gets. Folks, but. we are doing a contest. Uh, whatever whatever uh city in America gets the most votes, Ben and I will move there. And we'll That's start interesting. Over. Maybe yeah. <laughs> ben and I are gonna just yeah. Give us, but no, no, not New York. I don't. I can't do New no York. No New York. Then. No no L A. Okay. Um, yeah. Give us some. Give us like pitch your city. Pitch your city. If why it, should me and Ben? Yeah, move why to your Why city? should we move to fucking Nashville? Or at the very least, install should, a recording move, studio there. Yeah. Why should record we the move, podcast? There. Why should we move to Seattle? Well, yeah. yeah. Why should we? Why should we? We got a good thing going here. Yeah. So why should we? Why should we move to Santa Fe? Give me go- one good reason. <laughs> New Mexico is kind of uh, beautiful. It's amazing, and actually, I wouldn't mind like if I, which which is never if I ever get to retire. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> um, which is I'm sorry, not in the cards for our generation. No, <laughs> it's not going to happen. No, we're going to die on our feet. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope I die. We're not going to be able to take in the restaurant sort of in the restaurant that I'm undoubtedly <laughs> working at at age eighty. Hope I die inside those four walls. Going to keel over with like an urn of coffee or something. Just yeah. the pathetic guy who's been there for forty years. Yeah, a lifer. Just, yep. <laughs> uh, so anyway, philosophy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so they took Alexandria. They got all all the books. All these like all these Islamic nerds <laughs> were like squeak, and they started <laughs> and they started translating like Plato, Aristotle, Seneca, fucking Cicero. All these all these putos. The good shit. The good shit. The good that good good. Yeah. They started translating it into Arabic, so they could read it and they could fucking process it on their are own. They, are they into it? They're into it. So they're but very how much into of, it. How much of it contradicts their own philosophy? Like how so that's similar actually are they? that's that's one of the main projects of um uh of Islam of this earlier period of Islamic philosophy was this is what we talked about in the last episode. <laughs> really? That's uh, that's actually kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, well uh, the, what their main project was trying to reconcile like what they learned from Aristotle and Plato and like Neoplatonists that came after Plato and like general like, you know, Hellenic philosophy uh trying to reconcile it um with their theology um and the you know one of the reasons one of the se- one of the several reasons that they tried to do this was because you know they wanted to <clears throat> whether you know consciously or not they wanted to like kind of establish the same kind of like res- like reputable pedigree of civ- civilization that they saw in in the greeks in 
uh, the Romans that they took over, the Persians. You know, so, they, they had these, the Arabs, when they came out with this religion, all they had was the religion and their fucking, <laughs> and their, <laughs> their mission to spread it. That's it. And that, that managed to fucking work, and they took over, like, every single fucking civilization they'd come in contact with, yeah. which had been around for, like, at least a thousand years, hmm. right? They took over, like, what the Eastern Roman Empire, basically everything except for, like, the area around Constantinople. And then they still got that, but, like, centuries later. Um, they they took over, like, Persia. They took over what used to be Babylon and, you know, ancient Sumeria Babylon. and all that shit. Right. Remember that song? Wow, 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 wow. Sucks. <laughs> no, you remember that song? Wait. Babylon. Who does do, it? Do, 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 do. Yeah, Babylon. I don't remember, but it, it's a bad song. <laughs> Great. And, and I regret bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. You just sang like one bar of it. Couldn't tell me who did it. <laughs> I don't recognize it from you singing I it. just remember the phrase Babylon. <laughs> and then him going, at the end going, wow, 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 wow. Hate that song. Um, well, okay. So, so what? Uh, I'm trying to get collected here. So, yeah. So they were basically one of the main missions of of this whole like intellectual project that they embarked on was trying to reconcile you know ancient Greek philosophy with their theology. And um, right. So going back, yeah, they conquered all of these civilizations, and then they were like, well. You know, we're basically just like, you know, merchants on camels. We need a little more to, you know, bolster some oomph to like kind of. So it's sort of to uh, legitimize it in the In a way, it is to legitimize it. I mean, there is also, I think, a genuine, you know, interest and and fascination with like what the Greeks came up with. Oh, it's just like us. A little bit. Yeah, kind of. They're just like, oh, this makes sense. We never like thought about this before. But like they start reading Aristotle. You know, translated into Arabic, and they're like, "This guy makes sense." You know, it's not not even to say that I like agree with everything Aristotle said, but you he at don't? least was no, but he was at least the first, at least one of the first people in you know, along with Plato and Socrates, in in the Western world to try to break down everything that we're seeing and experiencing and witnessing and living. You know, philosophy. I'll be honest. What what are we doing here? Where did we come from? What is this shit? (laughs) Honestly, I feel like uh, I think I do agree with everything that he said. Do you know anything that he said? I I know. I agree with all of it. (laughs) Okay. How many causes are there? There's so many. No, there aren't. There's a specific number. Well, you know. (laughs) Well, I I have to to sit here and justify myself to you. Yeah, you do, because you made a wild claim. That you have to fucking back no, up. <laughs> I'm I'm super into uh, Aristotle. I'm a trained helicopter pilot. Who was his what teacher? Uh, um, oh, Socrates, face. No, Plato. Oh, <laughs> it goes Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. That's what I said. Who and who did he teach? Aristotle. The world. Well, also he had a really famous student. Oh, fuck, goddamn. Uh, Oh, oh no, oh no, Alexander the Great. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Face. <laughs> All right, fine. You got that one. Good. Fuck yeah. Dean Man um, from downtown. <laughs> so, speaking of downtown, these Arabs came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> like, out of nowhere. And they were just like, what? who Who are these people? Yeah. And they're like, hi, we believe in one God. And they're like, like the Jews? And they're like, no. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> this is different. About that. <laughs> this is way different. We're similar. They're, they're friends. They're our nerdy cousins. Yeah, they kind of are, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I- I- arguably, like they're closer to each other than 
Either of them are the, are the Christians. Well, of course they are. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, there's shit about like, oh, yeah, there's one God, but there's three. But there's, there's one, but there's, there's three. There's not that much of a... I mean, I'm sure there, really. there is, but but like the basic, you know, it's just it's more of a, um, I guess it's just like a matter of like who they believe is the spiritual successor of the original Abrahamic religion. But anyway, well, would you argue that it's a spiritual sequel? Sure, Islam is a spiritual sequel to. <laughs> I mean, Judaism. yeah, it's, it's like it's the third in the trilogy. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's, it's, it's like <laughs> like it's like the, the Batman the first three Batman movies it's God God returns God returns <laughs> and then Christianity God returns. God returns and then Islam is God forever God forever <laughs> that's I honestly I think the, probably the, the God best forever God forever <laughs> what a thing to say <laughs> the best way to summarize as quickly as possible as Batman the begins. three Abrahamic faiths so it's Batman God begins God yeah, God so begins. God begins. Um, God, <laughs> the re- dark God. God returns. <laughs> the, God, the dark God rises. <laughs> well, Jesus isn't a dark God at all. <laughs> no, you're you're mixing it up. Okay, hold on. We gotta focus. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, They're loving this, dude. <clears throat> so we na- let me just uh, go through a couple names of what who we talked about last time. First was Al Kindi. He's the guy who started the translation movement, or no, he didn't start it, but he was like heavily involved with the translation movement, which was just this kind of spark that started it all, which was them translating all these Greek texts, Greek and Roman texts into Arabic. And then from there, they were like reading them and learning all, all of the theories that they came up with. And they're like, oh, this makes sense. So oh. I don't know. They're not, well, they're Italian, but. Um, <laughs> why, why, why wouldn't they be? I don't know. Maybe that's, that's the old accent. Maybe, yeah. The old. I mean, they they made it into into the boot too. Remember that scene in um, True Romance? Oh, that's oh, what oh, Christopher oh, Walken talks that about. That scene, yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that t- touches on that historical moment a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's historical. It's historical. Um, Al Farabi, he was the guy who uh, kind of like leaned heavily on Aristotelian logic, and then we have Avicenna, who's like kind of the Michael Jordan of the. Uh, of the uh no he's more of the magic johnson i'd say what um, on earth i would love to hear your reasoning <laughs> for why he's one and not the other okay hold on that's what if you can't say that and not expect me to go what <laughs> well just just trust all right i'll just ben i'll so put he's, faith he's the irving johnson of um <laughs> of islamic philosophy right, i'll just blindly believe in this <clears throat> avicenna so he uh He's he's just kind of one of the most famous like big big dogs. Um, he ended up influencing um, what's his face, big fat Italian dude, uh, Thomas oh. Aquinas. Um, one thing that I thought was funny is that there's this there's this other like scholastic philosopher who I think was like maybe Thomas Aquinas's teacher. His name is Albertus Magnus. Which what <laughs> his name is Albertus Magnus? Okay, which is Latin basically for Fat Albert. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, well, it's more like Big Albert, but like okay. I like to call him Fat sure. Albert in my head. So yeah, Fat Albert <laughs> taught Thomas Aquinas, but they were both influenced by Avicenna. Um, he was the first guy who to really apply Aristotelian philosophy to um, <clears throat> uh, to like Islamic theology, especially mm-hmm. like kind of 
taking Aristotle's cue about like the the four causes and you know how you get something from nothing and applying that to these uh, like proofs, logical proofs for God's existence. There's like the cosmological argument, which basically says like you know all of existence has to have started somewhere. There has to be some first cause, uh, a prime mover. In other words, have you ter- heard that phrase before? Prime mover. The prime mover. That's like that's, that's what I call you. I'm the prime. No, <laughs> the prime mover of Princeton University. I'm the prime mover of Princeton University. Sure. <clears throat> um, but that's uh that's Aristotle's term for uh I wouldn't equate that with God necessarily, at least not in the biblical sense. That I mean, we that's understand just Aristotle. Him. That's just Aristotle. But but it is basically like uh, that would. That would definitely be a way to describe God as the prime mover. So he's the guy who got everything, who got the ball rolling, right? Um, that's the cosmological argument. There's the ontological argument also created by Avicenna, which um, later uh, St. Ansem uh, jacked from Saint him. St. Ansem? Saint- <laughs> I knew it. I said this. Go back, everyone. Listen to the first part of this episode. Do I say the same thing? You say the exact same thing, and I call you out on it then, too. Humiliating. That's so humiliating. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going to do it. It's without fail. I'm going to do it. I'm going to. I'm just going to bring him up, just complete non sequitur out of the blue at the next episode, uh. and you're going to do the same thing. Saint Handsome. <laughs> it's, that's like your go-to. You call him Saint Handsome every time. That's funny. <laughs> You don't even remember that you do it. Yeah, it's do like it. you're coming up with it. It's like a new day. It's every a single day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like gra- it's like I think it's Groundhog's Day every day, but it's yeah. not. Like time yeah. continues. Yeah, but I like, just no, think, you said that. Yesterday. Oh, it's the same day as yesterday. And you're like, no. <laughs> it's like no, it's not. <laughs> you're not going to get away with the stuff that you're doing. What a jackass. Um. So, okay. So Avicenna, go back to the previous episode to hear more about him. But that's basically like how we're framing this this final episode and then um after avicenna there was this guy who i introduced kind of briefly named al ghazali al ghazali all right hit me hit, hit me to him big cat now he um he kind of started this uh this trend in islamic philosophy that's sort of like um i guess uh, a rebuttal to this heavy reliance on aristotle and this kind of cut and dry, speculative, very intellectual philosophy. Um, Wait, so, uh, hold on. Say again. So <clears throat> the Aristotelian camp basically is uh, much more reliant on like logic, cut and dry concepts, um, like you know, abstract intellectualizing about like what is God, what is the nature of God, and how does he interact with his creation, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, based on what's observable, based on like you know, um, a priori reasoning. You know, very intellectual, cut and dry stuff. This rebuttal coming from starting with Al Ghazali and leading into this other, leading or continuing with this other guy who I'm going to talk about named Ibn Arabi, who's like a really important guy. Um, <clears throat> their take is more like a philosophy in like the modern sense when you use the, the word philosophy, like what's your personal philosophy? Like it's more of a like intuitionist. Um, like, you know, direct experience, almost mysticism sort of thing, um, mm. where they're not talking about, they're not trying to, like, prove the existence of God logically. They're more talking about, like, the experience of, like, you know, communing with God and, like, kind of <laughs> almost, like, astral projecting into, like, you know, the deep recesses of existence and that kind of thing. Really, like, mystical heavy shit. Um, <clears throat> with Al-Ghazali, he... Uh, basically kind of started from this, uh, or one of his like main 
like uh, what's it called starting points is he kind of disagreed with the very idea of cause and effect and saying that he, there, what yeah, uh, he kind of or he put it he threw into doubt or dealt kind of skeptically with the idea of cause and effect more like handsome a, <laughs> there being a cause and then that cause uh, producing an effect right one thing leads to another he's saying that there's no necessary there isn't necessarily a way to prove that. Um, and Interesting. we talked about this in the last, like, tail end of the last episode. He came up with this theory called occasionalism, which he basically says is instead of like one thing causing another, me knocking on the wall, causing a sound that you hear, like there Don't is ever no touch my fucking wall. <laughs> there is no train. That's my wall. <laughs> this is my closet. This is my closet. Yeah, <laughs> coming at you live from the closet. From the closet. <clears throat> um. Instead of there being like a, a a direct link between cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect, uh, he's saying that there is no there is no way to know for sure that a cause causes an effect, or that an effect is the effect of a cause. There's no way to connect the two. Third like, base intellectually. intellectually. <laughs> is that who's on first? <laughs> um, is that why? Why is on third base? Right? I forget why. Why they keep saying? I think because I, I, I forget who's on third base. Okay. but they keep saying it. <laughs> no, he's on. He's shortstop now. Um, <laughs> I forget. Uh, I don't know. Who's on third? Oh, okay. That's who's right. on? Who's? Oh, that's right. And they go. I don't know. And he goes third base. Okay. Who's on first? What's, What's on, on second? second? I don't know. Who's on third? Um, and then why is left field or something? Someone? Like that? Yeah. Tomorrow is someone's name. Either the pitcher or the catcher. <laughs> sort of we breaking down who's on tomorrow. first now. <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow. Well, you um, know, it really is a pretty... Uh, you can view it as a, that whole routine as a metaphor for how hard it is for men to communicate. I guess so. I mean, it is kind of a weird, like, linguistics, almost philosophical exercise. It Re- works. It if, really if, gets if into you, like the theory of language. If you, you know? if you read it, it works technically. I yeah. mean, you, you might think it's a little silly, but if you can read it and. Well, I should hope you think it's silly. It's supposed to be, right? But it works, I'm saying. <laughs> the answers make. They, they work for the questions and all kinds. It doesn't matter. I know, I know. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> Al Ghazali comes up with this idea called occasionalism, where he says since we can't prove that there is any genuine link, like metaphysical link between cause and effect. He says, luckily, we have one thing that kind of keeps everything together. It's Thank God. God. It's Allah. Yes. And what he says is that instead of like, you know, one event causing the next event, he says that God sustains the existence of every single infinitesimal moment. And then right before it changes, it doesn't actually change. It blips out of existence only for God to install the next moment. And then it just does that. Whoa. Like, it, like, it, like almost like, like, um, uh, like film through a camera, right? It's like every moment is a frame, and it's a frame that is spontaneously created by God, and then and then negated or or you know whatever, destroyed, but not. I don't. The word "destroy" is too dramatic for that. It just blips out of existence. Okay. To give to give the next existence, it sounds like it's crystal chance. clear Pepsi. Wow. What blipped out of existence? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the worst. That's so out. I, I, what do you mean? <laughs> why? Why crystal clear Pepsi? Because it didn't last very long. But right? a lot of things don't last long, <laughs> right? But it blipped out of 
Do you get it? It is funny that like when corporations just like fucking whiff whiff it like it's that amazing. with a product, they just pretend it never existed. They just never bring They're it just up. like we just like never again. They we don't mention it, it. I think that would rule. I think people would be super into it. I mean, I don't think it. it I, <laughs> I don't think it's like it's a good business decision I for think them. For nostalgia's sake, people sake that doesn't last long enough for it to be profitable. It's so not going to happen. Do it. Do it's it, not going to happen. Special. Put it in one. Put it in the most remote. 7-Eleven in, in the world. <laughs> like crystal Somalia. Clear Pepsi. Somewhere in Somalia. That's it. It's the only place you can get. Yep. Only way place you can get Crystal Clear Pepsi. Yeah. It's just one place. In Mogadishu. Yep. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> so that's Al-Ghazali. Um, and, uh, you know, if you want to hear more about him, go back to the previous episode. But I want to move on to our next guy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this is this guy I mentioned uh, Ibn Arabi. Okay. Now he was a Sufi mystic, although he wouldn't call himself a Sufi, but he was like one of these guys who came from a long tradition of Why like... Why wouldn't he call himself that? Because um, like he didn't really... Uh, Sufism wasn't... It's one of those things where like it's not... Uh, there wasn't a name for what it was yet. You, you know what I mean? Like they oh, were okay. doing... They were, they were basically like worshipping in a Sufi way where they were like, uh, you know... Having He's these, like the uh, prototype. Like, He's like a prototype, sort of. Yeah, he was doing the things that that Sufis would do later on once they were called Sufis. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's like it's sort of like a, with Christianity and the monastic tradition. It's before there were actual oh. like <laughs> before there were actual like orders like the Benedictines and whatever. There were just these random guys who like <laughs> went into the wilderness for the sake of God, right? Yeah. They just like went out there and just like I'm just gonna eat like roots and think about and God like think about day. God like in a loincloth all day. Hey, it beats working. That ain't working. <laughs> I guess that's the way you do it. Praying about God and eating roots. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to eat some roots. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to think about God. <laughs> That's a, the way it starts too. It's like I want <laughs> to think about God. Uh, <laughs> the worst podcast. It's probably the most annoying episode too. I <laughs> know. I think it's the best one we've ever done. And I think um, I think time will. Um, Time will prove us right. Prove us right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Ibn Arabi. He he. Um. When was he born? Hold on one second. Just give you a little bio. While you're taking a look, it's time for us to remind you that we have a Patreon where <laughs> you get the privilege of giving us your hard-earned cash in exchange for at least four uh, episodes a month, where I teach Ben a little something about a little something. Yeah, so, and then sometimes I need to be heard too again. So yes, <laughs> I te- it's because it's never enough. It's for never me. enough. It's never enough for some of us. So <laughs> go ahead and please subscribe to it. We're begging you. Um, yeah, begging you. So Ibn Arabi was born in 1165. Uh, died in uh, 1240. That's AD, my man. Okay, that's um, pretty decent. <clears throat> yeah, he was born in Murcia. In España, um, in a place, in uh, and he grew up, spent most of his like early adult life. Was a, he? He was. He had an interesting life. He basically was like this wandering teacher for like the second half of his life. Um, like he, he set up like a family somewhere in like Egypt, and then he just left. And <laughs> like, like he was still communicating with sending them letters and stuff, but he was like just kind of wandering all over the place. I think he died somewhere in like Persia or something. So he went like all the way across. 
from Spain. Good for him. Into like a, what is Iran now. Um, but he was born in Murcia. He was raised mostly in Sevilla or Seville um, in Andalusia. Um, so he's, a, he's, he's also a non-practicing Spaniard. Really? Um, yeah. Well, because they didn't have Spanish yet. It was all Arabic. Um, they didn't have Spanish? No, there's no it, was, it was run by the Moops. They spoke Arabic. But I thought that the people there already spoke. No. Did Spanish come to. Wait, hold on. What the heck are you talking about here? <laughs> I They're don't in know Spain exactly. They didn't have Spanish? Not I yet. what you're saying. Not yet. I mean, they probably had. I'm sure that there were like some of the. Con- so actually, you what? know who took over Spain first? How, how would I know that? <laughs> no, I have no fucking idea. The Visigoths. <laughs> what? Yeah, the Visigoths conquered Spain right after the Roman. So it was owned by the Romans for the long time. There, everyone lived in Spain actually, which is totally weird. Hmm. It started with the fucking Celtic people. There was, so some of you guys were there. Nice for a while. They were called the Celtiberians. What the hell were we doing over there? I don't know. You guys were everywhere back in the day. Really? Yeah. Before before like Caesar rocked your ass. Oh yeah. Committed genocide. <laughs> Celts, kind of weird, kind of crazy, kind of strange to think about. Yeah, a third into slavery, a third murdered, yeah, <laughs> and then a third just exiled. Yeah, Caesar's got a lot of answers. He's to fucking do. kind of an asshole, a little bit. Um, so anyway, yeah, that unspoken <laughs> Holocaust, that Celtic Holocaust. Um, but uh, yeah, so they, you know, before the Romans, there was the Celtiberians, which were like Celtic people. Then there was the Romans, and then um, the Visigoths came out of nowhere, like right after the fall of Rome. And Maybe then they came from outer space. No, they came from Germany. Visigoths from outer space this summer. <laughs> ben Sholock is the Visigoth. There's, from outer space. We're going to start making more and more of those stupid movies. Like it started with like snakes on a plane, and now there's like cocaine bear. You know, cocaine bear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just gonna. Be, it's just gonna be. I, I see in like a hundred years, it's just gonna be movies like that. It's gonna be like like I don't know the suit jacket who comes alive and strangles people. <laughs> Like that's the name of the movie. There's a horror movie that I've been meaning to watch where it's about a pair the bed, of jeans. The bed who eats people. Uh. No, I, I've seen that, but there's a one one about I forget what it's called, but it's about like a pair of possessed jeans and they like <laughs> kill people. And like I don't know how they kill because they're like jeans. Like well, they probably like constrict you until your blood starts stops circulating. But like if you You'd probably if have you a were, stroke that way, or you can have an embolism. I just feel like if I was reincarnated and I was a pair of jeans, I think I would just go. All right, like I want my first instinct would be to try to kill someone. I'd be upset, but I would also just accept it. I mean, would you be able? Best. Okay, this is so st- stupid. No, it's not. I was, I was gonna ask, but do you think he would have like physical control over the genes, or would you just be this trapped soul screaming um, in denim? <laughs> I would try. I would try to see if I can control. But like, it. I don't see how you would be able to control any physical part of the jeans. I would hide in, in, in a movie theater and I would just watch movies all day long. Just a pair of jeans. But you can't move. Pair of jeans. You're not, you, but you can't do anything. You're just in the oh, jeans. Oh, I thought I was allowed to move. No, the, you can't move. The, the, Why would you, how would you move? I don't know. The, the, the killer, the serial killer jeans could move. That's what we're basing this on. Why could it move? Because it's a possessed pair of jeans. <laughs> I don't know. It has the power. You know what's funny? It's like almost any kind of conversation can get into a philosophical conversation. Yeah. Because this is the same it's the same kind of problem of like how how do you explain that even if there is a soul, how do you explain how it moves the body? Like how does it do that? <laughs> we still don't know. I like to move it, move it. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's for another episode. All I'm saying if I'm if I'm a pair of jeans, I, I'm just chilling. 
I'm not taking out my anger on anyone. I'm probably not trying to kill people. I'm I trying. Admit. I'm trying to figure out how to get out of. I mean, being look, Betty. If, if if I got reincarnated as a pair of jeans, I would just go. Yeah, I, I earned this. <laughs> You'd yeah. accept it. Let let a, a horrible <laughs> life, <laughs> selfish horrible life. Yep, I'm a pair of jeans. I don't now. think you did. I don't think you really merit that. <laughs> I mean, that's that would be a very weird hell. <laughs> Would be insane <laughs> to become a pair of jeans. <laughs> I mean, why? But I have memories of my past life, I guess. But I'm a pair of jeans. That's fucking retarded. <laughs> yeah, it's not the best, I guess. Um, <clears throat> okay. So back to Ibn Arabi. Um, Please. So he started as a, he, he was like kind of a, a, from an upper class family and he was like given kind of a, the best education and all that. Um, and he was basically being primed to be just kind of like a scholar and, you know, basically the kind of a rich boy. Um, and he was all of a sudden one day he was at uh, um, he was at this dinner party um, and he was uh, like, you know, about to toast with a glass of wine and he hears this voice in his head. Basically, it's God telling him like basically going, buddy, what are you doing? What are, you, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Like, come on, you're better than this. Like, that's kind of the conversation that he had with God. And then he puts the wine glass down and he just like sprints out of the, out of that party. Whoa. And he like wanders into the wilderness for a little while and he has like all these visions. And he comes back <clears throat> and he's like completely transformed. He's basically this like holy man now who uh, uh, starts studying under all these like Sufis and he starts writing about like his experiences with God and, um, or his like, you know, his, his direct experience or mystical experiences with God, right? Um, so he's like more—I'd say he's more of a mystic than a for real philosopher in the conventional sense, but still did a lot of writing that's kind of trippy. <clears throat> One of his main, uh, basically his main like doctrine or the main thing that he comes comes up with is this thing called Wadat uh, al-Wujud, which is what? which is Arabic for the unity of being. Whoa. And so it's basically his interpretation of the nature of God. It's this this, this like long kind of uh, speculative work about like you know what is what is God like what what is this guy <laughs> like you know is, is this, this guy who we ostensibly are worshiping right now we should maybe get to know him. <laughs> I guess we should try to figure out what the deal is. Yeah, and so but it gets way more abstract than that. Basically, what he's what he's talking about is um it's this all this kind of writing that he produces is much more metaphorical uh and allegorical than like, you know, a straight up like intellectual analysis of like these different ideas. Um but basically what he comes up with is he's 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 saying that like okay, God is like this original he's the original reality. He is the real. Okay? <clears throat> and God therefore has to be like encompassing every single bit of existence no matter what kind of existence it is and he uh he has this conception of like or he he has like this vision where he like is wandering around the kaaba and he sees this like this boy about like 16 that's like glowing with these like what? rays of light coming out um and he comes up to him and he says i created you so that i might see myself through myself um and that's when he understands that this boy that he meets in his dream is God. It's actually God. What the? And he's like thinking about that phrase. It's like I created you so I can see myself as through myself as myself. Hmm. You know. <clears throat> so it's sort of like the idea of like you know there's some theories of people saying that like human consciousness is like God's consciousness. It's it's like you know 
it's a way for existence as a whole to reflect on itself and see itself. Okay. Okay. And so <clears throat> even Arabi a little bit, you know, through some more of like fundamentalist, uh, um, you know, tr- traditions or, or uh, uh, what's it called? Scenes. <laughs> Scenes. <laughs> in, in, uh, in, you know, the Islamic world kind of consider this a bit of heresy because it's borderline pantheism. Hmm. You know, you know what pantheism is? Pantheism? Yeah. Um, is it it's the belief that it's all good, man? God, kind of. It's more like the belief is all God. Oh. Uh, it's, pantheism is literally just means all like all is God or God is all. So like nature is nature and everything that we touch in you know all all, all manifestations of consciousness. It's all oh, okay. It's all just manifestations of God itself. That's very interesting. Okay. That's pantheism. <clears throat> so that's technically a heresy in in Islam. What people who are coming up to like Ibn Arabi's defense are saying is that he's actually advocating something slightly different called panentheism. What? Pan- panentheism means everything in God. So basically saying that, yes, everything in existence is a manifestation of God, but God also, there's like an overlap of God that exists transcendent to our own experience that lives above and beyond all of our apps, uh, above and beyond even of our most abstract concepts, right? And then God, when he chooses, can come into his existence and animate it, you know, however he needs to, to, you know, just unroll the process. And this kind of relates to Al-Ghazali's theory of occasionalism, how God's God didn't, like, create the world in, the, in, like, the more conventional sense of he just, like, snapped his fingers and the world was there. It's more that every single moment is God's manifestation of himself into this into this like 3D space basically but there's more to God than just 3D space and time so he exists above and beyond it but he also manifests it with his own being and so everything that exists and everything that we encounter everything that we are conscious of everything that we witness it's all God hmm. and we are also God um what but we are not like <clears throat> So one of the things that gets him in a bit of trouble is that this is, again, kind of borderline like idolatry. You know, it's saying like there's one Sufi mystic who kind of took his cue and got killed what? because he said, I am God. He meant that in a more metaphorical sense God of like, I am, I am a manifestation of God's power and God's, you know, ability to just imbue all of life with its own existence. And I'm just like one, one aspect of it. But then the people who heard it were saying, oh, you think you're God. We're going to kill you because you're not allowed to say that. Yeah, because as we've discussed, it seems like a very big deal in the uh, Muslim religion. Monotheism is taken very, very seriously. Yeah. And so this philosophy that Ibn Arabi was um, <coughs> was advocating, uh, again, since the language that he's using is very, very mystical allegorical and metaphorical people will miss the point if they take it too literally and if they do take it too literally they will it it sounds bad okay it sounds like polytheism or it sounds like idolatry or it sounds like some some negation of the monotheistic there's there's a divine spark inside us all yes but it's not a separate spark in each one of us it's all one spark that multiply that you know 
you ask yourself, where do we get of... if there is one God? Where do we get all this multiplicity from? Of oh, course, I don't because... know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you know God's creative power wants to you know see all the variations of Himself that He can make. You know, so that's why everything that can and and also this kind of what's weird and really eerie is that parts of this sort of align with like with like really abstract cosmological ideas in physics like the really speculative sh- shit like many worlds interpretation of um <clears throat> of quantum physics um the idea of infinity and time and probability there's like a lot, some mathematicians and scientists <clears throat> who say that theoretically um we will live this exact life an infinite number of times because if time continues to exist into infinity all of the different uh combinations and configurations of atoms that can exist will exist at some point in time and then will continue to exist again and again over and over and over again as long as time is infinite so we're going to live our exact same life over again (laughs) infinitely Hmm. and then we'll also live different lives based on slightly different actions that we take or slightly different circumstances that we're in. Oh, well, that's comforting. <clears throat> so it's like, think of like that level of multiplicity is, comes from the sheer brute power of God's wadat wujud, the unity of his existence. comes From the unity of his existence comes this infinite multiplicity. <laughs> that's, what, that's what God is. It's very, very like, like heady. Yeah, I'm not certain I'm really grasping it. It's kind of hard to grasp. I mean, like, it's... it's. Uh, I heard that you're not too hard to grasp. It's basically this. The idea that the, the most powerful, like, concept... I can't even come up with a word that would that would equate to it. It's, like, more abstract than the most abstract thing you can think of. Okay. But, like, whatever thing... We'll just go with thing that is the Female source... Female orgasm. <laughs> no. The source of all that it exists, everything that we subconsciously and objectively uh and subjectively like understand and encounter all of that is coming from one source which is god that has to come from somewhere it has to come from this one place it's god god is this like you know ultimately non-passive totally active creative force that forces his existence into these multiplicities so like the variety of life the different experiences that you get uh, over time, the fact that each moment in time is different all comes from this unitary source of power, which is God. And so that's what Atal Wujud. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's his primary thing, uh, or his, his primary, like, theory. His primary thing. He has a couple other things that we can, like, wrap up with real quick. Oh, okay. Um, but one is... Uh, uh, the return. So he has this concept of the return, which is kind of cool. The return. Um, <clears throat> which is basically like, there's this point where we're going to come back to God at some point. And that's going to be either, um, there are two ways to form it. Hold on, let me see. If I can... Oh yeah, there's compulsory and voluntary return. So compulsory return is basically that... Even on a physical level, on a scientific level, we know that, like, you know, our lives are going to continue across some path, whatever path it may take. It's going to continue through some path where we're going to die one day and we're going to return to, like, the matter that we, like, came from. 
and the matter that we came from was ultimately created by God. So we're eventually just going to, our, our molecules themselves will return to God, you know, as we decay. Uh, so that's, and the idea that mar- that time just keeps marching forward according to God's plan, whether we live or die, is also like kind of this concept of the return, is that it's all going coming to an end at some point. And that's going to be, you know, when God like greets us <laughs> back and then judges us. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So Real? that's why you got to be good. But um, there's also, yeah. And then there's also voluntary return, which is this idea of like our, our actions, considering whatever circumstances we're given, do affect how we return to God. And that means that we will be cast into like a third realm. Uh, the third realm between like the soul and the body is basically this place where both exist at the same time, where you will, you know, be on a spiritual level connected to God, but also experience all of the like pleasures of heaven if you were a good person, or you know you are embodied again in some sense where you feel pain as punishment for your sins and you're spiritually cast away from God. And that's the return if you're a bad person and you go to hell. <laughs> that's like one of his main theories. Okay. He says that's like basically what what our return is, is basically when we're, uh, like how we're, I guess, interpreted by God. Hmm. <laughs> like what are, like if you consider God as like, God is like this agent in the universe that wants to see himself through his creative powers, you know, he, one of the, one of the most important gifts, quote unquote, he could give us is free will, and rock and so roll. that so that he can be surprised, or that he could be not necessarily surprised, but like just kind of like be interested to see how we, how we like play this game of life that he gives us, you know. Hmm. And if we cheat, and if we you know don't play fair, and if we're like awful to other players in in the game. You know, we we go to hell. He interprets he interprets our existence as well. This one didn't work. This one sucks. Yikes! <laughs> he throws you away. Dang. <laughs> For real? And then, yeah, and then the ones that he likes, the ones who live life, you know, according to whatever the tenets, we rock on the, the moral tenets of of Islam are, <clears throat> which is like basic ones: don't murder, don't rape, don't steal, don't lie. You know, if Done. you play by those rules, he'll look at you and he'll be like, "This one's good. This one worked," and he'll put you on the shelf, and you get to live in heaven and get your dick sucked all day. Whoa. Which is funny about, <laughs> what's kind of funny about Islam is that Christians like kind of like shirk away from the idea. Like when you go to heaven, you know, you're supposed to, it's supposed to be like the best place ever. So do you experience all the same pleasures that you would have, you know, in your bodily self? And like a lot of Christian theologians are like, no, it's more of a spiritual thing. And yeah. like, you know, like it's more uh, like, in that way it's more legitimate. It's not like, it's not like crude or vulgar. It's like some pure spiritual pleasure. Sure. With with, with Islam, it's like, oh yeah, you you get to fucking suck. It's awesome. Jeez. <laughs> they don't say it like so bluntly, but oh, they're they like, don't? but they're like, <laughs> I mean, then. <laughs> but it's like, no. But it's like clear. But it's clear that they're like, yeah, you can like, you get to have like a lot of orgasms when you're in heaven. It's <laughs> very interesting. And it's like, well, great. I, had, I did not know about that. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Well, I knew about the. You get like the. I mean, and you get you get every good. You get every single good pleasurable feeling. So you get orgasms. You get like, however you feel after like a awesome feeling Italian meal. You know, like <laughs> there's Italian food in Muslim heaven. Yeah. Why the fuck not? I guess why not? Yeah. <laughs> Huh. You can eat a lot of pork in heaven because all the pigs up there are clean. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's heaven. 
That means <laughs> everything we, is perfect. We can finally make them meatballs with, with pork in it. Meatballs yes. with pork? Oof. I know. <laughs> I got to tell you, Benny. I got to tell you. <laughs> you don't got to tell me. You? That's why That's why I think Spaniards eat so much pork now, too, because they were living under that yoke for oh, so long. Oh, yeah. They're like, please, I just want to eat a pig. <laughs> yeah, they love food. Yeah. They're fans. They are. Uh, well, I, so we've... There's a lot much... more to this Ibn Arabi guy. I might maybe do a separate episode on him, just him. Okay. But I think that covers the main points for... Uh, we did it. Islamic philosophy. Yeah, yeah, I think we've... I think you've explained every single possible thing... I there like Al Ghazali's shit about the moments being created. That's very moment. interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'm not quite certain. I, I have my head around it 100, percent but uh, probably more like 99. percent I think I have I have it figured out. Okay, good. Okay. So <laughs> here's to that. Here's to that one percent. Uh, and speaking of joining the one percent again, <laughs> yeah. please go to our Patreon and give us money. Yeah, we need it desperately. We need as many as we can get. <laughs> I every day uh, I actually have to leave my apartment out the window because I got these bill collectors at my camping out my front door, and some of these guys, yeah, some of they them actually but they, my deck they put a vending machine like mechanism on my door, so I have to pay five dollars just to walk out of my house. Some of the language these guys use, <laughs> unacceptable. And I, if I knew who to like write a letter to, I would, to complain about some of the curse words that these bill collectors use, but <laughs> I'm able to trick them by going out the window. They haven't caught on yet. Yeah. So, well, help me fight these... Really uh, anti-Semitic. <laughs> it's just a lot of a lot of like racist slurs that they're... Yeah, I don't like these guys. They're not yeah. good guys, mm. so don't feel any sort of compassion for them. Feel compassion for me. Help me get rid of these <laughs> racist creeps. Uh, these absolute anti-Semites. Help us defeat them. <laughs> these entire anti-Semites. Help us defeat these men by... They're all men, too. It's they're all weird. men. So <laughs> help us defeat these men by subscribing to our Patreon. It's only five bucks a month. Five bucks to help us fight off this debt-collecting army of men. Of evil men. Of, of, of evil racist men. Yeah, whose time is up. <laughs> uh, as always, my friends, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Tell a friend and have that friend tell a friend. And then have that friend uh, and tell make a friend. sure <laughs> with the threat of violence that you make sure that friend Infect tells his friends your friends it. with comedy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> folks, you just got to keep on thinking hard. At the end of the day, <laughs> you got to keep on thinking hard. And remember, keep the, on thinking hard. The truth sucks. The sea is a bastard. Time is a son of a bitch. Evolution rocks. Evolution rocks. It really, <laughs> it really, really does. And Ben, if you're not Catholic, going to hell. <laughs> And here's New Order.